1: You serious?
2: Hello, this is How To Kill an Hour. My name's Marcus Bronzy.
1: What's going on? I'm Nick Bright.
2: Yeah, plenty of ways to kill some time out there. And this is an episode where we talk about how we've been killing time with some tech, tech, tech,
1: tech. Mm. You get me? You've always got some interesting stories.
2: Yeah, man. Look, listen, I'm just, as things ease down, Nick, I can't wait to share more experiences and tech with you and stuff like that. We've got so much stuff piled up in the office that we want to get through so nick as soon as it's safety bro you're popping by you're collecting and we can talk about this tech
1: all right live and direct in the person oh,
2: live and direct oh, well, oh, well it's something that we spoke about off air it's it's exciting and it's happening here and i think that'll be the next time i see you in person when that's done isn't it, isn't that exciting thing that i'm alluding to and not sharing with you the listener
1: why why are you not sharing it
2: because it's how you build up, you know, tension and throw forward. And also, if it doesn't happen, like, because I've been trying to, we've been trying to make this happen for a while now, but we haven't because of society closing and opening and closing and opening. I don't want to promise something that I can't deliver. I don't want to let them down, Nick.
1: Okay, you want to be like the milkman. <laughs> Man always <laughs> wants to deliver out here, you get me. I
2: thought he was going to say pegging pegging everyone's misses. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so this is the episode we talk about tech that we reviewed. So we got our hands on this FPV drone uh from DJI it's the it's the FPV DJI that's literally what it's called. Now D- FPV drones are like I don't know what your experience is with them Nick like do you know what the difference is between like an FPV drone and a regular drone or I'm
1: or, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you yeah. Bronzy I have never flown or used a drone despite being semi fascinated by them like i i think they're like super cool the way that they can just hover and like you could like, the, the the tech has got better and better in terms of like how you can control them um the cameras that you can that that, that you find on drones now like some of them are mad like it it does make me think actually and I'm sure you're gonna tell me about the the fpv drone but mm-hmm. it does make me think like you know cause I'm a, i'm a big formula one fan like um and and the weekend just gone the Azerbaijan grand Prix happened mm-hmm um and at a lot of formula one races they still have helicopters with cameras on yeah. to kind of like film the cars going around corners and stuff like that and i'm like surely that must be costing hundreds of thousands to like fly a helicopter around a course for like four hours or whatever in fuel so that you can get those shots and i'm like can't you just do this on a drone now
2: yeah yeah and i think you're right i think i think the only thing that's stopping drones from doing that now is the battery life. Like you can get a chopper up for a few hours, isn't it? There's not many drones you can have up doing putting in work like that chopper does. Uh, yeah, but for... even
1: if you had four drones like mm. to cover your to cover the, the, the it's that's still going to cost less than renting a chopper and fueling a chopper surely.
2: I'm 100% with you. I think money isn't really a problem for for F1, yeah. Yeah, um, let's be real. Two, I think Log- that's a really good question actually nick i think you'd have to land the drone that the battery'd run out of and then pick up another drone at the same time or yeah. get one to fly in the air so for example you get like 20 minutes on a drone at the moment on a good day that's three drones an hour so then that's one two three four five six seven eight nine twelve drones the likelihood that one of them is just not going to go up or might have a half charged battery or something is a problem whereas if you get one helicopter up or Two helicopters, should we say, one up and you get it fully filled full of gas. You've got a cameraman on there who's got a nice, big, massive, strong connection to whoever's on the live camera feed. I think at the moment, drones are still not going to be 100% viable. However, when I was at Goodwood last year... I did see drones being used to track some of the cars around, but it wasn't F one. It was something. It wasn't something being broadcast on TV. It was being broadcast like locally yeah. on that day. So for drone crashes, it's the same it's cool. as
1: like I think in a lot of snow sports mm. now, downhill skiing, snowboarding, uh, you know that kind of vibe. They're definitely using drones for the coverage, which mm-hmm. is which is pretty cool because you know in a, in a lot of those sports before, unless it was a big meeting, you know maybe an Olympics or or whatever. Even then, like the complexities of flying a, a helicopter, you know, in a, in a mountain range. Yeah. It's it's difficult, whereas with a drone, just, you know, send that shit up in the air and and Bob's your uncle.
2: Mm, mm, mm. It, is, it is, mate. And, the, and, like, the level of dronage that we're getting on a kind of consumer level has just, I mean, the things you can do, even in the, like, history of this show, we've gone from, like, drones that are like, oh, yeah, it can do, like, 1080p, now you've got drones that are doing like freaking four you know 4k 60 frames a second. So you can get slow-mo off your drone. You've got drones that can stay up. Before I swear it was like 10 minutes, or you get or 12 minutes. Now you're getting like a real life 20 minutes off a drone sometimes. So like you can just get so much more about them. I mean, and and to be honest, DJI have been at the forefront of dronage for consumers. And I think with point of view uh drones, one of the big features is that you wear like a you can wear a headset. And then you can see what your drone is seeing as you move around. And a lot of the time previously people have had to build them themselves Nick. So you'd have to build your own kit, make sure it's balanced as well, because you're pretty much building a miniature helicopter or a quadcopter, and then fly it. And then likelihood when you're POV flying, you might crash it as well. So when it crashes, you've got to fix it too. So DJI was like, that's fun. But uh how about we get you one that works out of the box? And for someone like me, who is good with his hands when it comes to technical stuff, but m- is not an engineer by any means, yeah? I'm not a physicist. I don't know how, like, things work when it comes to, like, you know, making something fly, yeah? I'm like, yes, this is all for me. So that was that was kind of the big interest for me, is what is it like flying something like this out of the box? And, yeah, Nick, I've got to say, bruv, for someone, because you haven't flown a drone, there's something I'm going to talk to you about this that might make you a better drone pilot than me, with this new tool that they got but um yeah first things first um uh, yeah i flew it around normally with it connected so that's where you connect it to a phone and connect it to like the controller and it was all right to fly around it's 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 nippy bruv it does not to it does not to 100 in oh my god i've got to find the speed of it mate excuse me but i do want to make sure i get yeah, to yeah, zero to 100, 100 really kilometers self-made. an hour in two seconds <laughs> <Bro>. two
1: seconds <laughs> <laughs> bro, wow. bro.
2: it's mad it's mad so yeah so that i mean look that's in it's like uh m mode it's like super manual mode um i was flying it mostly in kind of just you know regular normal kind of flying at like 30 miles an hour at the fastest um but yeah so right so anyway what makes it different nick is you can wear a headset obviously so you can see what's coming out of the drone but they've also got this revolutionary new controller Right, which is this one-handed controller, this remote that you hold. And imagine like you're holding a, you're a, you're a fighter pilot and you're holding the, the, the control stick, right? You move your hand forward or tilt your hand forward and the drone will move forward. You tilt your hand back, it will go back. You tilt left or right. So, That's how so it, it is, moves around.
1: Is, is a little bit, It's a little bit like the, uh, the Joy-Cons on a Nintendo
2: Switch. 100%, 100% that. So you right. can fly it with one hand, bruv. And it, I can't lie, flying FPVs is some of the most complex flying I've ever had to do when I'm using the conventional drone stuff. When I picked up that controller, I did so much more with that drone than I could with I, – I, I was well more uh, – I had a high, higher aptitude of flying immediately than I did with regular drone flying. So someone like yourself, I would love to slap the FPV uh, headset on you, put the thing in your hand and say, right, Nick, Go. But I wouldn't do that straight away, though, because you'd probably crash it. And it is a big, expensive drone. So what they do have is they have their own app, which you connect to your headset. And it's a virtual flight app. So you can practice flying around loads of places beforehand. Pretty cool, isn't it?
3: Selling a little or a lot.
0: instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash press and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit com slash weight loss. That's com slash weight loss.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... I feel like it, it, it... For me, this is the way it should be done. <laughs> what, well, like
2: training first? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, because... <laughs> We've seen. I mean, I don't know about you. I've seen like some funny compilation videos on YouTube and stuff like that of people who, I don't know, like they they get a super expensive drone out of the box, they put it all together, you know, build it all, and then within seconds they, st- <laughs> it's on the floor, destroyed, smashed. I mean, I quite I quite enjoy the videos. I'm not gonna lie, but like, yeah, yeah. training first is probably uh, is probably advisable.
2: Yeah, that is. That is me, bruv. I have, I have, I can say it now because it's been a little while. I, DJI did send me a prototype drone once and um, it did um, end up in in a tree, should we say? But it was all right. But yeah, it's inevitable in it that it's going to crash, even once you have had the training, Nick. So what's good as well is they do have the refresh program from DJI where you basically get yourself a whole extra drone. You can send it in for repair. Um, and I'd say if you are getting a drone definitely purchase that because it's um yeah man I'll be honest bruv they're not things that you're not likely to crash I feel like if you have got a drone even if you are super safe sometimes something happens man A little gust of wind a bird might fly into it you never know bruv
1: it kind of depends what you're doing yeah doesn't it with uh depends what you're doing with the drone if you're literally just putting it up in a field like yes I know what you're saying a bird could (laughs) coming to it you you can't you can't can't, (laughs) that that can happen anywhere but if you're putting up in a field with no trees and nothing else around you just want to get some like overhead shots of of you or whatever yeah then like i feel like that's pretty cool but then you get some people who want to like even though you're not meant to you know race drones in you know down down the streets and stuff like that and it's like mm, well you can kind of see why they end up yeah uh, you know crashing them
2: it's very i can't lie it's very tempting to like to to go fast of it, this thing can go 100 kilometers an hour. I was just like, well, but yeah, man. That's but it, it's a fun experience, and you got really cool footage of it. And we actually got a video of it. We'll put a link to it in the show description, where um I'm flying the drone around, uh, and we fly it around a car. Actually, we fly it fly it around a, a Toyota Yaris JBL Edition, which <laughs> is um, <laughs> it's a monster of a vehicle, bro. It's a so it's, so it's a title. IGO, sorry. Yeah, IGO. IGO, that's it. Yeah, the Tiger IGO, the JBL edition. So yeah, the IGO, right, it's a cool little city car, but they've given it an upgrade because audio specialist JBL have stepped in and loaded it up with a big old sound system. You get, I think, you get up to a total of 600 watts in this tiny little car, which is a lot. Uh, and it's, and And yeah, so we basically drove that up there for the day. Enjoyed its 160 millimeter subwoofer. I was playing some like old school Cameron and diplomats music through it, so they were getting a good workout. Um, but it was a nice little car to drive in. And I will say this for a small vehicle, it's got quite a bit of tech in it. It's got pre collision system, it's got lane departure, it's got uh cruise control it's got automatic high beam that moves out of the way if it sees other people the cruise control is adaptive as well so if people slow down in front of you by a few miles it slows down as well why did not we have these things in our first cars nick
1: mate my first car peugeot 106 xsi wait that um, was all right you know yeah yeah xsi, XSI that made all the difference 1.4 it was black but it had it was manual, no power steering. Yep. It had electric windows, but the the fuse kept blowing. So like <laughs> when the fuse kept blowing, it like I couldn't even open the windows. <laughs> Obviously zero aircon. Like when so when it was hot, you 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 put the you put the the thing on the coolest setting, but it just used to fan warm, warm air, air at you. <laughs> yeah, it's like. These kids now, man, because of finance deals and stuff like that as well, everybody's got a nice car now, is not it? Yeah, like 100 nobody, nobody has an old banger
2: anymore. 100%. My first car was like a Ford Fiesta. It was a red Ford Fiesta. Manual windows. Yeah, no aircon. I don't even think it had a radio when I first had it. The radio had been ripped out, so I had to put yeah. a whole new radio into it. Mine had a Me- tape
1: deck, and then obviously I, I, I put a CD player in it. Right. But like, even that. You know, now it's all, it's all you know like connect via bluetooth yeah you're just playing tunes off your phone and that you know
2: yeah that's exactly what this was this was that yeah but i did uh, yeah so yeah i, I mean look we, we're a little bit older we just got to take it out it was we didn't have cars like this back in the day but i will say this though if i could have a first car i would flex this jbl version of the i of, of, of the i go i don't i think it was just bro it was small it was rude all right, I'm a bit older now, so yeah. But you know, if I wanted a little practical vehicle, this might be the one for me. This isn't. This might not be my like big long drive up to Scotland kind of vehicle. But yeah, for a little nipper around town, it's all right. You know, only a little one liter, uh, one liter engine. I can't believe you had a one point four.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's my first car, one point four. The insurance was like double what the car cost me. Yeah,
2: my yeah, my first experience of insurance is the first few companies I called for insurance just said we will not insure you. Yeah. <laughs> just like no thanks but yeah so that was the that was a tire I go JBL edition man look uh, in short a fun a fun car to drive around it's black and orange which looks kind of rude and I thought right does this am I just thinking this is cool because maybe I'm a little bit older and I don't care as much but I went to a, a Burger King drive through to pick up a little snack and the kid Obviously. went hey brev <laughs> the kid not know. hey what car is that that you've got I, was, I said yes yeah, it's, the, it's the JBL Igo." go is that like, that's all right you know it looks kind of yeah, cool yeah. I, thought, I thought all right cool
1: Kids You're are too feeling old the vibe. Driving one of them, though, bro. That's the issue. You know what I mean? All the Kids are looking at. I said, "You're too old to be driving one <laughs> yeah. of them." Mate. Yeah, a little All bit. The kids are looking at you like, "Who's this uncle?" Yeah. In the end, driving <laughs> driving the JBL iGo. Yeah, what's playing what's this
2: on? old school. This old school Cameron. Oh boy,
1: boy, boy! boy. <laughs> Man's playing one drop reggae. You know what <laughs> I mean? In the end, it's like, who, who's this guy? You know?
2: Come and get your uncle and take him home. But yeah, so that was one of the things that we killed some time with. Um Another vehicle that we got our hands on was a uh, uh, Mercedes GLA, which is, I'd say it's probably one of the most popular vehicles. And I think the GLA range really brought some love back to Mercedes in the kind of mid-class mm-hmm. range for the vehicle. And um I'd, the best way of me describing the GLA is it's kind of like an A-class, but on stilts. It's kind of this whole yeah. higher micro mini suv crossover vibe that is popular and people keep asking why why are these cars so popular i'll tell you one of the reasons why these cars are popular nobody likes speed bumps and potholes and there's a lot of those in the uk at the moment so if you have a car like this it makes it a little bit less bumpy when you drive because if you've got a nice sexy lowered sports car and you try and drive it around anything that isn't regent's park in london you're, you're gonna get scrapes and bumps see them all yeah. the time i
1: mean i can i can, I can vouch for that definitely because i used to have an a class mm, yeah and, um i had a an a200 um amg line so not not the not the not the bloody a35 or 45 the the actual you yeah. know, amg car it's the one that was styled to look like it but anyway it's like whenever whenever i used to go over speed bumps if you went over them too fast and i'm not even talking speed in here say if you you're in a even in a 20 mile an hour zone. Yeah. So if you go over the speed bump, if, if it's a big speed bump at like 15 mile an hour, mm. when you come off of the speed bump or when you go over the other side, the front of the car will always scrape. <sighs> and I, I hated that shit. It would like go through me. You know, when, you know when like you feel it almost like it's happening to your own body. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it was like. And, and it used to happen all the time. And and an A-class, a- 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 a if we're being real, it's not even like a lower, it's not even like a sports car. You mm. know what I mean? mm.
2: mm. I think, I think I honestly, I'm I'm I don't want to sound like I'm just moaning and putting the words right, but roads are not as good as they used to be. Like I think speed bumps are really common, and I think they're getting sharp, they're getting more aggressive with the speed bumperage. I feel like they're higher and stuff, which is look, it's not my place to say whether they do it or not. I just all I can comment on is how the car feels when it bounces over them. So yeah, I totally get it, mate. So that is probably a reason why these like SUV crossovers is getting more and more popular, but I don't want to make too noise about that too much noise about that being a convenience because they're just going to make speed bumps bigger than oh yeah you got an SUV all right get over this mountain then here you go yeah yeah but um so yeah the GLA is kind of popular and it is a vehicle that has I don't think when they first released the the GLA a few years back they didn't think it was going to be as popular as it was because it's kind of got all the best bits that you get out of a a smaller vehicle like a, a a class like you had and then you also get kind of like a few more features that they pop in and i think if you get one that's kind of higher or mid-range you start getting more of the mercedes technology in there so uh media wise in the current version they've done really well they've got this thing called M MBUX. is it called mbox or is it mbux
1: mbux, M-B-U-X.
2: mercedes-benz user experience entertainment system which you've you've had your experience with that as well haven't you nick
1: yeah yeah It's it's really good like i feel like it's hard to tell because obviously I've not tried out every single entertainment system for every single car brand out there, but I feel like it's definitely one of the market leaders, a hundred percent, like um, just in terms of exactly what you said, that the, the user experience is is unreal. You mm. know, you, you, you get in the car and it's almost like, I'm not gonna say they thought of everything because there's always things that you can improve on and do better, but they have thought of a hell of a lot with this.
2: Yeah, man, I feel like for starters, the regular menu interaction when you're just pressing buttons, I feel like they've placed the menu in. They've placed the the parts of the menu in a way that's. It's. I feel like you're a couple of touches away from everything. Yeah. Whether it's the the internal LEDs, which there is a heck of a lot of in Mercedes nowadays. Whether it's the um the the the, the seat settings, the 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 way that the car drives, you feel like you're a couple of clicks away. And with the new MBUX system, you actually can use a touchscreen panel in the middle, right? So you can just touchscreen your way through everything so you don't have to use a click. Uh, Sometimes you have to use like on certain other cars that you'd have to twist something or you'd have to use like a fake mouse pad. But here you can just touch like on an iPhone what you want to open up and what you want to get in and what settings you want to move. And there's also the linguatronic voice control, isn't it, Nick? (laughs) The
1: the voice control's a bit mad because it's like, to be honest with you, I feel like voice control is obviously only as good as the options it can give you um mm. or the answers it can give you certain ones again i have not tried them all but like google home and alexa they seem to be like the leaders mm. um because you've got obviously siri for iphone and stuff like that but like it doesn't do enough for me you know yeah. like and it's a little bit like that with with the the, the voice control mm-hmm through MBUX it can do certain things but I'm like if you wanted to make this truly sick it should have been able to do everything yeah other than drive the car you know you because legally yeah. and it all comes down to to, to legal stuff as well because I was looking into this like for example you can say to it um hey Mercedes open my sunroof um roller blind and it will open the roller blind but you can't get it to open the actual sunroof and you can't get it to open the actual door uh, uh windows because legally I think there's a legal reason why they can't do that because Mm. you know maybe kids then if they're in the car they could like do it and open the windows and I don't know like but yeah that and that for me was a little bit disappointing because I'm like I'm like I can open the roller blind with one touch I know I can open the window with one touch as well I'm being I'm being a little bit petty but it's like (laughs) it's 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 just a little bit more of a wow factor, in my opinion, if you said, hey, Mercedes, open my window and it just went. Vzzz, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but you can do all the usual stuff, you know, like what's the weather like in this place? Take me to this place. Um, what's the time in Hong Kong? You know, all of that stuff. And it can do all of that, which is pretty cool. It can change radio station. You can say to it, hey, Mercedes, I'm hot. And it will turn your aircon on and it, or you can do the reverse. You say, "Hey Mercedes, I'm cold and it will turn your heating on you can set it to specific temperatures as well uh you can get it to change the color of the LEDs in the in in the in the car put your heated seats on you know all of that stuff so yeah. it can look I'm not going to say it's rubbish you know it can do it can do quite a lot but I think once you get over the initial kind of like wow, this is kind of like a bit of a gimmick stage. It's like, oh, well, actually, it's just quicker and easier for me to just do it the old way. (laughs)
2: Yeah, the old way.
1: Yeah, and just like, you know, open the roller blind myself or change the radio station myself or whatever, you know.
2: Yeah, sounds like what you're ready for is, uh, hey, Mercedes, drive me home. Yeah. That's what you want, isn't it? That's the big factor.
1: Although, yes... But I am, I know that when that does become a bit of a reality, I'm definitely going to be one of those people like Will Smith in iRobot that don't trust it.
2: <laughs> Mate, he's, he, he's the, like, listen, oy, like some of the stuff I see in that film, I'm like, yeah, we were a couple of, um, I, uh, a couple of like, ring cameras and uh, internal house cameras away from that happening if the right person hacks you up. But you know what? actually one thing we forgot them. about the MBUX is the seat kinetics as well. If you ask it to you get a little bum massage and back massage by moving your seat around.
1: Yeah, but it's a bit it's, it's weird. Like I would rather it be again, I would rather it be a proper massage, you know, like when when you know like when you get used to go to the airport, remember those and yeah. they've got those like massage seats. Yeah. And it, like but I guess they've got to be careful, haven't they? Because if they put a full blown <laughs> massage seat in a car, you might fall asleep. Yeah, hey Mercedes so,
2: like, happy ending.
1: Yeah, uh, and that, but um, <laughs> but like with the seat kinetics, it's a bit yeah. weird. It's basically like the seat just like moves a little bit. Like yeah. the, the the bit that's supporting your legs will just like out of nowhere just like lower, and then you know the back support will go back a tiny mm. bit or whatever. But it, like it's not it's not really doing anything, you know.
2: I think it's it's meant to keep you on your toes, ain't it? Like keep your hey, whoo, stop you like getting complacent and drifting.
1: Hey, wake up. I mean, hey, no. Bit Maybe, but <laughs> you know, I'm just like a bit, bit again, bit of a gimmick. You know, it's okay, yeah. but you know, yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm not blown away by it. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think what Mercedes have, have done with their with their recent vehicles is they have succeeded in making the cockpit of their car a very shiny experience with lots of LEDs when you're driving yeah. around, especially at night. You know, the fact that your inside of your car is illuminated in this purple glow, they look cool, it's in right now in 2021. Yeah. In this episode, I have to say the interior of, of Mercedes generally for most people is it, their 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 material their interior game's on point. Like I can't lie. So yeah, I mean, like, let's see how it continues in the future with the rest of their vehicles. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think the, the the general rule of thumb with Mercedes, what people say anyway, is um, look at what techs in the S class. Yeah, because whatever tech they're putting in the S class, that kind of because obviously the S class is their premium, their exactly, premium class, yeah. isn't it? That that kind of filters its way down yeah. to to the others. I walked past an S class the other day um, in where was I? I was like Shoreditch or somewhere like that, and it was like a a, a not a courier, what they called, like a, a chauffeur type mm. person. He was, he was outside a building waiting for you know whoever to get in the car, and I noticed that the S class on the on the um, you know the screens in the dash he was watching bbc news so that um. like the s-class has obviously got capability of being able to watch tv which i found quite surprising that they, that they must be a safety um thing with that that you can only do it when the when the car when either the engine's off or the cars in uh, park or whatever because i'm pretty certain that you can't have the tv on and be driving because yeah. that's a recipe for disaster isn't it yeah so like yeah he, he, but he was definitely watching bbc news on the on the screen in the front of the car and i thought oh that's interesting because you know i did think the first time i tried out mbux i did think to myself like it's a shame that you can't watch things yeah. on these screens you know
2: yeah 100 yeah, percent, man yeah i think that is a feature and yeah with any visual feature in a car they have this setting i think it's when the hand breaks off they that you can't watch the tv the screen. Right. Yeah, it might even be now when the ignition's running, but yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Really, for safety, you don't want a man mm-hmm. trying to watch Fast and the Furious while of he's course. driving down the Flipping certain, High Road.
1: Certain certain people would be on Pornhub, you know what I mean? Driving down the M1.
2: Why do I feel attacked? Why, <laughs> do, why do I feel attacked? Driving down the M69.
1: <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> <Ba-dun>.
2: <laughs> on that note, I think it's uh, time to time to switch off wrap this episode up of how to kill an hour don't forget if you want to hear more content uh from our kind of timeless tech stories we do have a patreon where you can get ad free episodes and a bonus patreon only episode all right uh, where can yeah, we yeah, find yeah. you on social media nick
1: nick bright on instagram holler at me
2: nice i'm at marcus Bronzi on social media and at how to kill an hour is where you can find everything about the show Till next time thank you for killing some time with us bless
1: love